of plot. Hi, this is Morgan. Uh, quick warning, there are spoilers for the books that we discuss in here. We list them at the top of the show. You don't want to hear anything? Um, check in later. Uh, we also read books with disturbing themes. So maybe also check back later. Bye! Or enjoy the episode. I don't know. It's up to you. Um, so in this episode, we read and discuss The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab. Faking It with the Billionaire by Willow Fox. And then I read uh, in the Kane Brothers series by Megan Quinn, a not-so-meet-cute, So Not Meant to Be, A Long Time Coming, Untying the Knot by Megan Quinn, Pushka Brat- Bratva, I'll never pronounce that right, series, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the names of the books, The Twisted series by Anna Hung, Twisted Love, Twisted Games, Twisted Hate, Twisted Lives, and Love and War by Ryan Mundy. Do you want to go first, or should I go first? My list is much shorter than yours. As always, you go first. <laughs> uh, so I read The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue by finally. me. I know, I finally finished it. It's been, I don't, it's been an embarrassing amount of time. Um, and I think last time I checked in with you on it, I was like, you know, I'm waffling. Maybe you would want to read it. Because it has a little bit of dark romance going on Mm -hmm. that, like, I kind of felt as if it was building up to that throughout, um, but I don't think you would like the way, one, that it's written. Okay. Um, because I, the author is trying to be very, like, kind of clever in the way that it's written. Like, she's, she shows a very specific style. Um, and, uh... I hate the the ending. Okay. <laughs> oh, we love to hear I, that. I do, and I'm um, I'm actually at a moment where I'm torn with how much I because I don't think you're gonna read it. No. But I'm also like it's it was one of the most anticipated books of 2020, so I don't know how much I should say. <laughs> ah, who cares? But it ends with okay. Wait, let me just tell you the premise. Okay. I'm just gonna tell you everything. Who cares? You're right. Um. So, <laughs> Right, so The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue is we have this girl in, like, 1790 France, mm-hmm. and she's being forced to be married, and she's like, no, I don't want to do that, and so she's frantically trying to get to the old gods instead of the Christian god that keeps ignoring her, uh-huh. and the, a woman in her village, Estelle, has warned her before to not pray to the gods after dark, to <laughs> the ones who answer after dark. Well, Addie didn't recognize that in her plea that the sun had set. And so a god of the night answered. And she's cursed with immortality. And, like, no, she's basically wiped from existence. And she can never forget, but everyone forgets her the moment they look away. Oh, I love that. So her parents don't exist anymore. Um, Like, they're there, but to her, to, to them, she has never existed. Okay. Um, and she's immortal, right? So you get this, you start getting this dual perspective of her 1790s figuring out what's going on Mm -hmm. and how to survive in this world where she can die but come back. Like, she freezes to death. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Um, and her in present day. And, um, it was, I... It goes through, and she she can't leave an impact either. Like, she can't steal anything permanently mm-hmm. if she's caught with it. Um, or anything that she does successfully take, she eventually loses. So, like, she can't have anything of her own. Oh, not really. God. And the god who antagonizes her doesn't have a name, but eventually he, they, like, he visits on their anniversary, which is the day that he cursed her. Of course. <laughs> eventually it grows, and, you know, they're antagonistic at first. Um, but eventually it grows and they develop a relationship in, like, the mid-20th century. And then they break up again because he's a demon and possessive and doesn't love her in the way that Addie wants to be loved. Because Addie is human. He keeps telling her that she's no longer human. And she's she's pretty still fundamentally human. Uh-huh. You know, from whence you came and all of that. <laughs> Like, like Groundhog Day. Yeah, and so, but in like 2014, New York, she meets another guy, Henry, and Henry remembers her, 
And it turns out he also made a deal with the devil. Oh, God. <laughs> and the two of them are like, oh, my God, Lux, which is what she named him. Uh, because she was like, what's your name? And one of their anniversary dates. And he's like, I don't have one, but did you have one for me? And she's like, yeah, Lux. Cause she, oh, because he based his appearance off of um, who she used to fantasize about. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yes, keep going. Um, and Henry kind of vaguely looks like this drawing that she used to do. Like, she can't she can't even create art anymore. Yeah. Um, so, the two of them are like, oh, Lux can never find out. But it turns out Lux orchestrated this whole get-up. And Henry's deal was um, that he was going to die in, like, a year. In a year? <laughs> yeah, he made a deal where he just wanted to be loved because he got his heart broken by a girl. Oh, my God. Uh, and... He was like, fine, but I get your soul in a year. Uh, sure. Well, like, Henry is not a very smart or strong man. <laughs> yeah, smart. Definitely not. Oh, yeah. my God. Um, and, in, and in the end, Addy, like, he wants Addy back. Lux wants Addy back. Of course. Because he's a possessive demon. Mm-hmm. Who, like, for him, this is, I'm sure that this is what love is. This whole man's get-up is owning people's souls. Like, yeah. Um, and so in the end, Addie, like, trades herself to, like, she'll, she'll stay with Lux to save Henry from his deal. And Addie's, she was like, yeah, I'll go with you. Let's make a new deal. Uh-huh. And the deal was, like, for as long as you want me. So Addie's, like, playing the long con at the end until she just annoys the shit out of Lux to get him to, like, eat her soul finally. <laughs> Oh. And I'm like, I don't think I like this ending. No. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Go you, Addie, I guess. I hate this man. I think I would have rather spent my 300 years in a different way. <laughs> no, that's the way she's doing it. Uh, or, yeah, I don't know. Words. Part of me is also, I don't really want the da- the dark, sad, twisted romances. Please just end happy. Okay. You know. Even my dark romances end happy, though. Yeah, I'm like, I don't I don't feel good about the situation that you're in, Addie, at the end of the book. I'm like, I would rather you genuinely want to be in this twisted relationship with this man. Yeah, I don't think that's a book for me. Than want to play this long con of, of driving him to the point of killing you. Like, I get being a nuisance to the man, or whatever, but no, I don't think that's yeah. how I want anything I read in. It was great. If um, It was written kind of in a very artistic style, especially with the way that it's doing these different perspectives and these flashback chapters. Yeah. Um, it, I, I, I liked that. It's just, I don't think it's a book for everyone. Like, I wouldn't tell you to read this book. Actually, the yeah. dynamics are ones I think you would be interested in if it was in a different story. Okay, well, probably. <laughs> but the way it's written, the way it's structured, you have to be like, I yes, I really want to sit down and get into this. <laughs> uh, um, what else you got? So the other book that I read is actually an audiobook because I was trying to play catch up. And technically, I didn't finish it. <laughs> what do you mean you didn't finish the audio Well, book? I'm two hours away from finishing it, but, like, I get the point. Well, I no, get it. No, but you're not there yet. No, I get it. No, but you're not. You're not. No, I, I've, I've, I've listened to seven and a half hours of this nine-hour audiobook. Okay? I am reporting on it today. <laughs> We're done. We are done. I am, I am reporting on it. Fine. So, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna start. You might as well. <laughs> and I can't, like, tell you, I can't tell you the whole plot in the way that I just did Addie LaRue. This is the big difference between physical books and audiobooks. Mm-hmm. The audiobook is on in the background as I'm doing work. As you're doing other things. Yeah, but just because otherwise I would have only been able to talk about Addie LaRue. Um, <laughs> I want to show you. Yes. No, don't play. Oh, no. The cover of the audiobook. Okay. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Looks like it was made in word art, but yeah. Right. It's hockey, right? Yep. Now, the title... (laughs) Oh, Lord. ...is Faking It with the Billionaire. Okay. Already, we have two tropes going on. Also, how... Okay. How are they billionaires? I mean, billionaires. (laughs) Hockey. 
don't make that so much So <laughs> right, we have this very obvious, supposed to be hockey book with yes. the cover art. And then we have billionaire in the title. We also have faking it, which means fake relationship. Yes. That's already three things going on. Yep. We've got some tropes happening. Um, well, I've... Continue on. That's not all. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> this book has everything. It has hockey. It has mafia. Okay, that seems like a stretch for that cover. It, it has billionaire, it has fake dating, it has death threats, it has public adjacent sex acts, and this is all within the first two hours. <laughs> within the first two hours. It has, it has single dad, grumpy grumpy sunshine. Of course. I'm not sure who the grumpy sunshine is supposed to be. I don't know if it's supposed to be the woman or the man. They're both kind of jackasses. Oh, Okay. Also, there is a child involved. There is a six-year-old, and it oscillates between the six-year-old being way too immature for a six-year-old, like, facey, frowny type of speak, to, why is your penis out type of (laughs) six-year-old. Like, full-on. Yeah. Able to Uh, do abstract thinking. And we also have boss and employee. Mm. Uh, And then the fake dating eventually grows into, like, fake marriage. I mean, why would it? It has, it has everything. Why would None it? of it makes any sense. <laughs> but the audiobook is free on YouTube by the author. So. Sometimes that makes me wonder. Like, when shit's free, why is it free? Well, it's like, it is an advertising tactic now is, to have your audiobook read and for free posted on YouTube. But do I, I trust you? I do have to say, I, if you want to get ad revenue from it, I feel like you should include an ad. <laughs> At least one. Right, like, I think that would be worth it. Just, you know, just one ad. Nah, just a Just one ad. I know that you're doing this to try to get to, for the exposure, but maybe an ad. I wouldn't have mind, minded two or three ads in a nine-hour audiobook. But as it is, I'm seven and a half hours in, and there's not a single ad. Well, good on them. Um... Oh, this is why I have in the bingo, uh, where I was like, you know what, it counts. Where it's like the virgin oh, yeah. slot. Um, she's not a virgin. <clears throat> oh, okay. yeah, she's an FBI agent, by the way. But she's not an FBI agent because she left the academy because very early on after she got out of training, she was sexually assaulted by her 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 boss in the FBI. And... <laughs> And I'm like, could we, that wasn't necessary. You could just say that she, like, didn't like the vibes. No. She had to leave because of something terrible and traumatizing. Yeah. Um, Got it. But the the virgin trope is replaced with anal trope. She's virgin in the anal sense. Yeah, there's so many of those. And And it's like, you could just, like, drop it all all completely. I just, yeah, I've read a lot of those where it's like, anal or obsessed with it it's like could you calm down just a little just chill out back to your question about how he's a billionaire it's not from hockey he's just rich (laughs) and it comes up several (laughs) like daddy's money or yeah like he like he's just inherited a bunch of money um well then why is he playing hockey i know that that question is indeed asked several times like, what are you doing? And apparently, I think his brother is on the team, or in the area, something like that, and he's playing hockey to be with his brother, and also fear of losing all of his money. That still makes no sense. No. Um, I'll let it slide. And then, uh, I have some, I have some things, I have some more things. You might uh, as well just get it all out. I need you, so at one point, he goes to a gala. Right, so she's pretending to be his bodyguard. Right, this is the plot. Oh, God. Okay. Wait, Wait no. she's pretending? Yes. Okay. She's, she's, no, she's not pretending. She is the bodyguard. He, the, because there are death threats against his child, his six-year-old. Except he doesn't tell her any information about it, so I still don't know what's going on. She doesn't either, don't worry. <laughs> um... Uh, it turns out the child is the daughter, because we don't meet her mom, um, but the child's mom is, like, a mafia princess, and so they're keeping that hidden so the mafia doesn't take the six-year-old. A mafia <laughs> princess? Hold on. Just no. back, no, I have to back it up. A mafia princess? Like, we are going for 
Now that's my language. Is the mafia princess? But that's very much like she's from this mafia family. She's ma- she's a mafia princess. That's it. So, that's so it. they have. So they would want the child for the mafia, which women are not highly prized in the mafia. No, <laughs> they're not the soldiers. They're kind of the front. Oh, they're the God. beard for the mafia, if you will. That's. It's like. Why would you even... I mean, I, so, no, I don't know. Um, they don't want that child. There's no way they want that child. They no. want a pure-blooded, came-from-the-first-son, no, carry-on legacy no. trash. I, can't, I have no idea. I can't tell you. But that's, like, um, that's the child's backstory. And so there's been threats against the child. And so um, the guy, whose name I don't remember, <laughs> uh, hired... Uh, Emerson, who is the, who is the woman's name, uh, who he calls Emmy, and it's like, you don't have to feminize her name. Like, if her name is Emerson, it's okay. No, Um, it's gotta be Emmy. Um, and so he hires her to be the bodyguard. Uh, thinking it was a man, because her last name is Ryan, so he calls her Ryan, and then, but he's like, where's Ryan? She's like, I'm Ryan. Because uh, I guess he doesn't read the full folder of the person that he paid for. I mean, to protect your child, why would you? Yeah. Why would you want to know any information past their name? Yeah, he doesn't really seem that interested in the child either. <laughs> oh. Uh, like, I think it would have been more believable if they had tried to murder his brother. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like he cared a lot more for his brother than he did his kid. <laughs> uh, and he, he, like, he's not forthcoming with any information. None. Uh, anyway, so that's why she's been hired, and he's instantly like, I have to fuck this woman. I mean, and within two hours, she is blowing him <laughs> in the hockey room. Uh... <laughs> I don't think she deserves her job if it took her only two hours to be like, you know what? I'm on my knees. Two hours I don't, in? I started cackling at this point. <laughs> and that's when, this is when I started writing notes. I was like, <laughs> you're like, this is when <laughs> it's Kim. Two hours. Uh, that was the public adjacent sex acts that I referenced earlier. And his, his teammates walk in on his dick in her mouth. <laughs> like, what is happening? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, anyway, it gets to a point where, like, she's following em- she's following the kid, whose name is Bristol, yeah. to school and whatever, because she's supposed to be protecting this child. From what? She doesn't know. Uh, How could you take a job and not know what you're protecting something from? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I but, think she's bad at her job. But what happens uh, is that he, they end up fake dating in this situation because they need a cover story. So she becomes... She becomes Bristol's nanny is the cover story. But then he's like, I have to keep up appearances as a hockey player. And I'm like, do you, do you, can you, do you have to keep up? What appearances do you have to keep up? So he's like, I have to come and start, and like they start fake dating. Because he's like, I have appearances to keep up. No one would believe this. Sure. So they go to a gala. Uh Uh-huh. And he's like, this is what he tells her. I wrote it down. Because I was like, What? (laughs) I need you looking the part of a hockey player's girlfriend. And I'm like, what does that mean? What? What does it mean to look the part of a hockey player's girlfriend? What? I don't know, but they go to this gala and the guy who's, her boss from the FBI who sexually assaulted her happens to also be there. I mean, why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? Yeah. He'd have to be. (laughs) Look the part. How, I don't, like, what's that entail? Just, like, dress nice? I, I, when, he buys her the dress and the heels. Of course, they always do. Yeah. It's like, oh, I've got money. Let me buy you a nice dress that yeah. is and, from a designer that you've never heard of. And it's at this point, while they're at this gala, while she's wearing sexy clothing that he picked out, that he goes on this, like, multi-minute monologue of how she's his. Oh, And no. it's like, you guys haven't actually had sex yet. You are fake dating. Yeah. Calm down. You're mine. Calm down. It's also at this point that I was like, you know, for a book about her being a bodyguard for a child, she's not spending that much time with a child. <laughs> yeah, she's doing all these other things besides protecting yeah, said child. Literally, he has just, he has made her not do her job. <laughs> well, it doesn't even sound like he knows what he hired her for, no. though. 
No, and then my last note is, I'm six and a half hours into a nine-hour audiobook, and nothing has happened <laughs> in the bodyguard plot. <laughs> nothing, nothing. No one is kidnapped. There's no active death threats at this point in time. But soon after that, at the seven-hour mark, Ooh. she gets, like, attacked isn't the right word. She just gets aggressively spoken to, and they find out, like, who, like, he, the, one of the main sub- suspects just outs himself as a main suspect. What? Okay. Uh... But, and, and it's like, she's the one who got, like, attacked in the- she's the bodyguard. Shoot the fucking hockey player. Who gives a shit about him? <laughs> the woman doesn't always have to be the damsel in this oh, distress. They do, like, they do. They just can't do anything for themselves. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> that's why I feel like I had enough to <laughs> it, Okay, so I I didn't read them recently, but there was a couple books that I read that were like brought for like mafia books. Yeah. And the women in those took down men like no other. Like she was arranged to be married and he he was like, Oh, I have to protect her. She can't be out. She's gotta have bodyguards. And she's literally like fighting on the street killing guys and they like show him the video and they're like, She can take care of herself. Like you need to chill. But I love that. <laughs> it's like, go these women. No, she's not allowed to defend herself. Of course not. Why would you? But that's the reason I liked those other books. They were great. I'll have to find the names of them. Pushkin, Pushkin Bratva series? It wasn't those. Okay, I read those just now. Not just now, but like maybe a week ago. And I can tell you one thing. It's not those. Like, I, <laughs> okay. I don't remember. I remember very little about this. The Pushkin Bratva series by Nicole Fox, and I don't have anything to talk about because there were two stars, both books, wish okay. I hadn't read them. I skimmed all the way through the uh, second okay. book. That, that's all I gotta say about those two. Okay. Alright, you wanna hear about my new favorite author that I <laughs> yes. happened upon? Alright, so I read the Kane Brothers series by Megan Quinn, so it's so not meant to be. Uh, not so meet cute, and a long time coming. When I tell you that if I was, like, sitting in a bar stool, my little feet would have been kicking while reading these. <laughs> do they just, they're, do they just made me so happy. Alright. So the first one. A not-so-meet-cute. The main character in this, alright, she gets fired from her job, and her boss that she had was, like, an absolute, like, nightmare. She doesn't know what she's gonna do, and, like, they're from, her and her boss are, like, from high school, they know each other, and they have this reunion coming up, and the the nice woman just fired her, right? So then she's still got to go to this high school reunion, and she's like, well, I'm going to find me somebody rich. That is literally what she does. So she walks around the rich neighborhood in her, like, little workout clothes, gets lost. Guess who happens upon her? Huxley. Hot rich man. Hot rich man. And he needs a fake fiancé because he's trying to close a deal with a business partner or something and he accidentally was like to make you more personable was like oh yeah I'm engaged too oh yeah she's pregnant or whatever so now he has to find someone who will be a fake fiance they run into each other on the side of the street and they were like well let's meet up and discuss the details at a chipotle or something so they meet up they order their food He pays for extra walk. I don't know why that's important, but it's mentioned in the book. And she decides, this is too crazy. I'm not doing it. She takes the chips and leaves. Okay? And he's like, well, shit. She takes the chips! (laughs) She does. She takes his chips, and he was like, I really wanted those. And she walks off with a Chipotle chip. That's like the meme that was going around like a decade ago on the internet, where it's like you start stuffing your purse with bread She did. She was like walking out, and she's like, it took the bag of chips with her. And he was like, well, shit, he wanted those chips, too. Which made him very sad. Not like he can't go get more chips. Not at all. No, he's not rich enough for that. But he decides, he's like, well, this isn't gonna work. I need a fake fiancé. So he goes and, like, to her house and then introduces himself to her, like, mother. And was like, oh my gosh, I'm your girl, like, your daughter's boyfriend. So then they're stuck fake dating. And sh- this woman... I don't remember how old she is. She still lives with her parents, and she was, like, 
supposed to get a promotion and supposed to move out. So none of that's happened, so her life is, like, crumbling down. Well, now she gets to move in with the rich man. And you know what? It was just a good time. It was a good time. And the people they were trying to impress, like, the whole time knew it was a front and made them do stupid double dates that were top quality double dates. Like, they seemed like psychopaths throughout. Like, one was, I don't know, something about, like, getting size for, like, breast pumps, and they, like, made her go, and everything was a Right, because she's supposed to be pregnant. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, you know, that didn't work out. They ended up together, of course. It's a great book. Uh, and I want, I want you to read all of okay. these. Okay. Are those coming home with me? Yes, they are. <laughs> Alright, the next one is So Not Meant to Be. It's the sister of the first book's main character. Her name's Kelsey. She believes in love, like, grand gestures, like, love is love, and deep love, whatever. She has a podcast that's called Meant to Be, so clearly they are so not meant to be. Alright? Of course. Yep. And the brother is JP. He tells her that they can't be work friends and all this fun stuff because they, like, work together. She runs a, a, her own business where she, like, creates sustainable living within their buildings or some crap. I don't know. I don't understand, but it doesn't matter. She works under JP. They are forced to work on a project together in a different city, so they have to go to the city and they stay in the penthouse together for this project, and he's not happy about it. Oh my god, they are roommates. For a little while they are, <laughs> and the amount of shenanigans that she gets into is pretty great. She, like, is still trying to find love, so she goes on, like, these mm -hmm. dates with other guys, and he's, like, brooding about it. He's like, why doesn't she see me, Right? He gets so drunk, and it, he sends... <laughs> he emotional gets, drinking. He, yeah, he emotional drinks hard. I think they all did. All the guys did. All the Kane brothers. But, yeah, the things... I don't know. He, he just, like, realizes that he, like, wants a relationship with her, but she's, like, still trying to find her true love out and about. So she starts, like, dating people while they're on this trip, and he's, like, so upset about it. It's great. Highly recommend. I can't tell you too much because I want you to read these. <laughs> but there's one part where he, like, refuses to talk to her and he's, like, giving her the cold sh shoulder, right? He's like, the silent treatment. <clears throat> and they're walking. He comes out because she lied about the stove being broken or the oven. And she's like, I smell gas. And he's like, ugh, fine, I'll come help you so we don't die in a fire. And he gets out there and she's like, oh, I lied. I just wanted you out here so I could talk to you. Because that's who she is as a person. And he's like, well, fuck this. He go tries to go back to his bedroom, right? And she is like, I'm not having this. So she tackles his legs like a koala bear, right? <laughs> and holds onto him. And he eventually, like, falls. And she, like, grabs his shorts. And it she ends up with, like, balls on her face. When I read this scene, I laughed for probably a good 30 minutes. I mean, if you want to giggle, these books are for you. Don't take them serious, though. You're right. Anyways, those are those two. The last one. A long time coming. <sighs> They're besties. Okay? It's the best friends to, to romance. I can't remember their names. So, give me one second. Mmm, Leah. Right. And Breaker, because I don't know why Breaker's a name. But their besties met in college. He uh, wanted to ask her out the first time they met, but he didn't do it. They, she, so he had a secret Scrabble society because he's a nerd, and this is what he did. Did you say Scrabble or Scrabble? Scrabble, Scrabble like the game. Okay. Secret society in college. She signs up for this, like, bullshit society and that's how they meet okay they're just nerdy people doing nerdy uh -huh. things a little extra on the nerd but anyways fast forward i don't know how many damn years but they live in apartments side by side I'm trying to think of what else happened i don't know i, I loved it like though what did happen that's distracting 
Oh, right. She's engaged. So, was <laughs> <laughs> that some really big pop point, Kayla? <laughs> She's engaged, by the way. Sorry, I like, got distracted by that noise outside. Uh, listen, so it's the fast forward. They live in an apartment side by side. She has a boyfriend, and he proposes, and she says yes, but she's not very happy about it. She like, doesn't want to tell Breaker, and when she does, he's like, oh, I'm so happy for you. Like, let me see the ring. And he's like, the supportive king that he is. Like, supportive to a fault. Yeah. Okay? And she's, like, not sure, and you can tell the whole time. It's like, well, this engagement's not gonna, not gonna last because he's an asshole. But she doesn't have any other friends besides him, so he turns into the man of honor and, like, goes with her to all these appointments and, like, tries to take up for her, like, what she wants in the wedding against the mother-in-law, because the mother-in-law's a nightmare, of course. Anyways, they figure out, well, he figures out, he's like, oh, shit, he sees her in the wedding dress. That's not meant for him. Like, she's at her dress trying to It's always the life-changing moment. Well, you could tell leading up, but that was the one where he's like, what have I done? And then he, like, tries to get it out of his head, and then he, like, dates other people and you know, tries to move on and still be supportive of her. Well, so he's not, like, moving in at any point while they're still engaged. And eventually she, like, calls off the engagement. He's like, my chance is now. And she's like, I don't know because we're friends and that's weird. So she has to, like, come around to the idea of them being together. But they do. It's wonderful. I love Megan Quinn. <laughs> the last one that's not in the series. But it... I think it's the same ca- same theme. Yeah, the character is like mentioned in these books. Yeah. So I'm counting it. It's untying the knot. He is a baseball player who gets injured, can no longer play baseball, and then he creates this app called it, I think, the Jock Report or something. And that is his way of being like, even though I can't play baseball, I'm still gonna be successful. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. She is a lovely wife that moved out to L.A. To, with him to, like, support his crazy dreams, even though everything she loved got shoved to the back burner. And I, I don't know how many months it is, like, six, eight, or whatever, but along this time, she's feeling neglected. She's in the city she doesn't like. She's in a house she doesn't like. No one's paying attention to her, so she goes, I want a divorce. Hands him the damn papers, and it's like, oh, girl. Good for you. Right? I love this girl. I've read some reviews where they don't like her, but fuck them. <laughs> fuck those reviews. She wants the divorce, and then he's like, well, we have to stay together to be, like, seen as a couple for this wedding that's in a, in a few, like, four weeks or something. You don't have to do that. But they didn't want to take away, it was like, because he's partners with these three Kane brothers. And it's JP's wedding, and he's like, I don't want to take away from his wedding by saying, oh, I'm getting a divorce. You could just not say anything. Yeah, you could, but then they'd be like, oh, why is your wife not with you, or whatever, which is what his theory was. Um, anyways, eventually, she, like, he's like, we have got to stay together. She says, okay, and then creates these rules of being roommates. So all the food that she's got is her food. The cars are hers because she takes care of them, does the maintenance, goes, gets, like, tires, you know what I mean? Like, takes care of her car, the two cars that she... So those are hers now. She has split, like, the kitchen is a neutral zone, so both people could be in the kitchen. The living room's hers. The pool is split down the side, like, in the middle, and she took the side, obviously, he wanted. So she's created a living hell for him. (laughs) And he doesn't realize how bad it is because he, like, goes to get food and there's nothing in there, and he's like... She's like, oh, yeah, you can eat your yogurt that you bought. And then she's like, by the way, it's expired. So he has to, like, order food. He has to order groceries. He has to do all these things that he's not used to doing. And it's amazing watching him, like, fall apart trying to live with <laughs> without her help. But it comes to a point where they get in a really big argument and she, like, explains, like, hey, you forgot about me, blah, blah, blah. You said you never would. And you... Like, she's trying to, like, take classes. He didn't even know she was taking classes because he wouldn't listen to her. So she tells him all this, and then he feels real shitty, and he's like, fuck. So he signs the divorce papers, and he goes, I just want you to be happy. I'm sorry I've done this to you. And lets her go. So he's going to the wedding, eventually, like, without her, because he's like, well, I've been a piece of shit. 
And it's a great time that he realized it. Now he's got to, like, grovel the whole rest of the book. But she shows up to the wedding and is like, ah, we agreed, and blah, blah, blah. So they eventually fall back in love. But the story, like, every, every other chapter, it's, like, a current present-day chapter. And then, like, how they met. It's wonderful. I love, I love it. These will make you giggle. And that's really all that matters. I felt like out of all the books I've ever read, these ones will probably do it for you. They're solid, (laughs) solid rom-coms. Okay. Okay? Enjoy Megan Quinn. Thank you. Now, do you want to talk about the Twisted series? (laughs) Yes, because you've been sitting here for months going, I don't know if I'll even fucking finish this series. I read one and I didn't like it. But now you're over here fawning over the rest of the books. <laughs> yes. You bought them because you saw the, t- the, the cover of one book. pretty. And you were like, that's so pretty. So you bought the whole series. <laughs> you read the book that Book Talk tried to con- convince you to read. And you went, Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But now you've read the rest. Yeah. Let's talk about the one that made me not want to read the rest. Book one, Twisted Love. I think it's Anna and Alex. I... I don't know what Anna was doing with her life. Alex was a rich guy who was out for revenge. I, this, the plot, it's convoluted. There's, like, twisted turns that are nonsense. And eventually he, like, fucks up so bad, she leaves him. She's like, fuck you, I'm done. Okay? She goes to Europe. Europe. This man gives up his company and then just stalks her for a year. And eventually she's worn down and is like, oh, I guess I still love you. That's the whole book, okay? It gets to that point, and I, I was okay, sort of, with it. Not really. Up until that point. But a year of him just, like, stalking her, she, like, goes into her job, and he's, like, standing outside waiting for her to get off. He walks her to her apartment, walks her back to work. Bitch, leave me alone. Like, yeah, call no. the law on somebody. And then at the very end, when she has... Oh, she's a photographer. She has, like, a, like gallery of her own works or whatever and he shows up to support her this motherfucker sings to her when i tell you i cringed so hard that i closed this book no okay this is why i almost didn't read the other three sings and stalks her for a year no 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 and you know what i think i have some one stars on this because I hated that book. Not hated, but it definitely wasn't worth it to read the next three. Only a few months later, I read the next three. All right, you ready? One star review. I did not sign up for a murder mystery, and why did he sing? Horrific. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. The other one? I know Alex is a possessive alpha or whatever, but that man just scared me. Me to Alex. Back off, white man. Agree. A year of stalking. Back up. Back up, up. Just back up. And away. Anyways, months later, I was like, well, I guess I better read, read these books that are on my shelf. Otherwise, I've wasted a lot of money. So book two is about a princess. Were you, Shut were, up. Were you ready for that? No. About a princess. Also, every book, all these books are like, fem- the females are all best friends or something, whatever. Anyways. Yes. Bridget. Bridget. She's a princess. Doesn't want to be royal. Her brother leaves the royal family because he wants to marry someone who is not of noble blood and that's not allowed in this kingdom wherever she is. So now she is next in line. She is the one that will be queen. And she has a bodyguard. (gasps) Does she fall for this bodyguard? Hell yes! When I tell you I love this man, I love this man. I just... mm, Reese, he's worth it. He's worth it. That's all I'm saying. And he doesn't do anything crazy like stalk people for years. So that one's not so twisted? No. I... No. 
No. This? No. It's fine. This one's fine. It's just a princess trying to learn how to be queen, and then she's, like, in love with her bodyguard. And how in the world that's gonna work. Book three. Now, this one. The main characters hate each other. So it's Jules. She's a law student. And Josh, who is actually Ava's brother. He is a med student, or med medical resident in the ER. He's a ER resident. When I, when I tell you they hate each other, ooh, it's feisty. And then they agree, because their schedules are, like, so bad, they're like, well, we have sexual chemistry. So you know what? Let's fuck. But with rules. Well, obviously, someone catches the feelings. It's him. He catches the feelings. It's also a great book. <laughs> Alright, I don't really have much to say about these. The fourth one. <sighs> Christian Harper. He is a CEO of a security company, has way too much money. The girl, Stella, she is a fashion influencer, I believe. Anyway, she gets, like, a stalker, and, like, they have a fake relationship, and it's all stupid. I don't recommend the first or the fourth book for you. I do <laughs> recommend, I do, however, recommend two and three. Okay? Reese, love him. Josh, love it. Christian, he's okay. Alex, that's a hell no. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. This one, no. Luckily, it's the shortest, so you, but... The two in the middle, I recommend. I, I don't feel like you would enjoy... Like, she gets kidnapped. No. And it's like, I'm not really here for it. I don't know. It wasn't that great. He was just like... He was one of those people who saw her, like, years ago and then decided, I must. Like, I'm obsessed with her. And then, like, she moved into his building. And, of course, he owns the building. And then she has a stalker. And he's like, I have to protect you from your stalker. It's not him, surprisingly, but it is an actual stalker who then kidnaps her. But I wouldn't recommend that to you. I feel like for the titles of the books, only the first one really lives up to the twisted. Well, this one, they lied a lot. He did. He did a lot of lying. Yeah. Games don't make sense at all. I don't. And hate, they did hate. They did hate. They hated real good. It's not like twisted. They just really didn't like each other. There's some, like backstory trauma of the characters okay. that she has to deal with because she did some not good things in her past life. When I say past life, I mean like high school. Yeah, I mean, I know you don't mean reincarnated. <laughs> in a past, in a past life. You know, never, you never know. But like, she creates a whole new identity for herself and it's a little twisted, but she's amazing. And then she's, she's the one who fucks up the relationship, which is a nice turn of events. Usually it's the guy. Yeah. Nope, she fucked up hard. And it's great. It's absolutely wonderful. Now, I do have one book to talk about. Okay. Just bear with me. It's called Love and War by Ryan Mundy. It's in the Psychological War series. I don't want to tell you anything. I don't know what the plot was. <laughs> what I do know is this is what's been made me so mad this whole time. So at a certain point in this book, this they're in like the girl's house. And they hear a cat outside. So she goes and gets this little kitten, takes it to the vet, get, brings it back to healthy, like, buy all the stuff for the pet. I never... Okay, they, they had all this crap that, about this stupid cat. Nothing is ever said about it again. So she gets into... Hold on. She gets into, like, an accident or something, and she's, like, taken to the hospital, and then he takes her to his home and keeps her there. For months. My question is, where is this cat? And where's the Did cat? Did bring the cat with him? I don't know. No one ever talks about it, and I'm very sad, and I was so mad. I was like 75% of the way through that book, and I went, where the fuck's the cat? I finished the book, and I went, where was the cat? Who took care of the cat? I'm rational that that's what I cared about. But that's truly the only thing I cared about in the book was the stupid cat, and they didn't even, they didn't even tell me. Abandoned. Yes, they abandoned. literally didn't tell me if they brought it to his house, like, where was the kitten? Where was the little itty bitty kitten that Back couldn't survive? I just, 
I just couldn't believe back it. Back on the... All right, what you got? Well, we still have to go over red flags and triggers. Um, I have a red flag in that. Um, I have two. Okay. If you meet a woman and she makes a deal with the devil, she's not for you. If <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's bargaining with her soul, maybe she's not the Just because she doesn't want to marry a man. <laughs> you know what? I think she is the one. She's willing to do anything to get that relationship. I agree. She's the one. Uh, <laughs> if you meet the devil and he said and he wants to buy your soul, he's not the one for you either. <laughs> oh God, that's amazing. If you meet a hockey billionaire mafia man, <laughs> yeah, has no idea what he wants to be in life. Who who doesn't know what's going on? Who also won't tell you really what's going on either with the whole kidnapping. <laughs> death threat situation that he paid for you to be there for. Yeah. He's not the one. Like, how did you take that job? She, he hired the company. She works for some security company. Okay. So he paid the company, which also, red flag, don't work for an employer that doesn't get a thorough information. Yeah, I would like to know what I'm heading into for a security detail. Yeah, like, she goes in and she's like, well, I read the files, but the files that she read are just, like, they're, they sound like they're just biographies of the oh people. Oh my god. And I'm like, you didn't even know there was a mafia connection. Yeah. You didn't know there was mafia at a school, I guess. Who you tell them you're the child's mother at your cover story. <laughs> what a nightmare. It really, they just keep digging because to the mafia people, she's told them that she's the child's mother, but she's also hockey millionaire mafia man's girlfriend. Mafia man. And eventually at six hour mark, they're discussing fake engagement. There's, and Bristol eventually gets in all of this, and she's like, wait, my mom? <laughs> oh my god. I can't. I absolutely can't. Anyway, those are the red flags. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I have any, like, straight up red flags. If all he I follows have... you for a year, that's, if he quits his job <laughs> to stalk you for a year. Yeah, but that was, like, so far into that relationship. <laughs> like, it is. They had a good relationship, sort of, and then bad shit happened. She's like, I can't be with you anymore, and then leaves, and then he follows you, trigger, red fly, all of it. It's all of it. And then he sings to you. If someone was, like, singing to me, I don't think I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so in love. It's like, this is cringe, and I think I'm gonna shoot you. Like, I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out. I'm not here for it. Also... A trigger for me is leaving animals. Like, where did the animal go? Where did the cat go? Where did the cat go? I'm telling you, the whole time I was reading this terrible, dark romance, like, I didn't care about anything that was happening besides where the cat went. Like, how could you bring that? That was like a whole chapter about getting this cat. And then it's just, it's never mentioned again in the whole book. Where did it go? I just need to know. I don't know. It's dead. It's dead in her apartment. <laughs> it's dead in her house in the middle of nowhere. Probably. No one bothered to fucking care. Good re- good reads. Reviews. Um, so I picked one out for The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Listen, everyone who had a one star review for Addie LaRue gave like at least a five by star or five by five essay <laughs> on why they disliked it. Full paragraph. Full paragraph. I don't give a shit about your interpretation of the characters. That's not true. Uh, But here's... (laughs) Nicole says... She talks about how it's one of the most popular books of 2020. The premise, very promising. An immortal girl no one remembers. Turn around and in no time she'll be slipping out of your mind. Imagine what historical events she would have been able to witness. What role she could have played. She literally cannot play any role. Like, that's the whole thing. She can at most be an artist's muse. Yeah. Um, the way she could have helped, again, she could not help. She cannot la- make a lasting impact. Except through, like, the cracks. Um, or oh, the three-centuries-old romance with the devil with whom she made her Faustian deal. Again, it's not a three-century-old romance. 
they don't start actually like being romantic with each other mm-hmm. until 300 years have already passed. <laughs> you are describing a different book. <laughs> and then she says it's mostly about Addie sleeping around and whining. False. <laughs> the story is about Addie over finding like the crevices of her curse, how to live within it. Yeah. You know, coming to terms with it and being like, okay, well, what impacts can I have? It does happen to be that her most of her impact is in how she can be amused for an artist, mm-hmm. which of course, um, the French and the Italians are sluts, so she must sleep with them. I mean, you must. <laughs> you have to. How else are you going to be a part of this world? So, and also, like, she literally <laughs> can't have a home. She has to sleep with people if she wants a bed for the night. Yep. <laughs> she can't have anything. <laughs> and then every morning, she's faced with the humiliation of being a forgotten hooker. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, um, and whining. It's like, you know, she doesn't actually really whine that much. The whole shtick of it is that she doesn't whine and complain a whole lot. That's why the devil likes her. <laughs> but also, well, I think she has a right to complain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Absolutely does. Yeah, and then meeting a guy who is not the devil and loving him. They put loving in, in quotation marks. At the very least, she loves the idea of him. Let it go. It's only it's all temporary for this girl. <laughs> Let her have the moment. <laughs> Let her have. Oh God. Uh, like, I like that you argue with comments. <laughs> I do. Listen, I think that they haven't. Their understanding of the book was different. Was very different. Yeah. They just focus on how much they didn't like. Okay. The choices that the author made. They wanted it to be different than what it was. <laughs> and, like, literally within the world that's been built, Addie cannot make the impacts that you are looking for. <laughs> literally, the confines of her curse prevent her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. The- Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, okay. Wait, 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 wait. So I looked up more one stars for Twisted Love. You know, the shitty Alex yeah. and Ava bullshit. One just says, this is my 13th reason. <laughs> it's so bad. This is the book that did on it. Like, they're, they literally can't go on. It is their 13th reason. Oh. I don't know. There's so many that's just like the singing just really <laughs> ruined it. Oh God. Yeah, when he started singing, I started wishing I was illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all. Okay. Um, for faking it with a billionaire, I do want you to see the cover because the Goodreads cover. Yeah. Apparently there's two covers. The Goodreads oh. cover and the audiobook cover are not the same. We love some, yeah. uh, and some so, artwork here. So Katie oh God. Uh, has four points in her review that she wants to make. It's, this is a two star. Are you kidding me? Why is this the cover on Goodreads? This is literally not the cover of the book. I swear Goodreads just <laughs> wants to embarrass me. This is the cover. <laughs> that is not better. Hold on. Hold on now. That is worse. I can't even describe that photo. Like, I hate it. Uh, <laughs> like, the sideways kiss is not for me. Uh, point number two, this book is like five hours of my life I will never get back. We love that. <laughs> step three, not step three, point three, I need to stop reading books just because it has the tropes I like. Because seriously, this was a train wreck. A common phrase on the one star and two star review pages. <laughs> train wreck. I'm sorry. Who thought it was a good idea to combine bodyguard, mafia, hockey play, hockey player, single dad, fake dating tropes all into one? I don't know. Sometimes people are just doing too much. Like stick to one or two things. Do you don't you don't need to hit on everything. You don't need to. You don't. No, you don't Calm need. down. Calm down. Point number four, I would only recommend this book to someone I couldn't stand. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that's a tough one. I'm telling you, train wreck is all over this page. The man, the one beneath that one is from Anna. This book was a fucking train wreck. It had too much going on. I mean, it was a hockey romance, mafia, billionaire. It constantly repeated itself. I hate when they have a kid and the kid is so mature. Because again, this is six-year-old, but she's also very immature and insightful. Um, there was a there was a point in the book where she did go to to a hockey game, you know, to be the fake girlfriend. But they couldn't find a jersey for him specifically. He insisted that she wear a jersey or whatever. Yeah. So, but she went into his closet and she pulled a jersey out for, I think, an enemy team, the opposing team, of who he was playing that day. And it was like a fit. There was a fit thrown that she was wearing the opposing team's team. And frankly, I think that's really funny. Good for her. (laughs) Um, but it comes out later that, um, he had, because she got it from his closet, uh, that there's a giant dick drawn on the back of it, and I'm like, no one told this woman that there is a dick on the back of her jersey. Also, how did she not see that? Yeah, like, like when you put it on, you put it, you know, so you see the back, and then you put it on. I don't know how to tell you. She put it on facing her, and then twist it when it was over her head. Hmm. I, don't know I think that's you. questionable. <laughs> I don't want to tell you, but the six-year-old didn't say anything. The six-year-old thought it was funny. And I'm like, I feel as if CPS should be called for the six-year-old. A six-year-old <laughs> yeah. can know about male anatomy. A six-year-old should maybe not know about the humor. Oh, my God. Uh, and then the nanny that they did hire so that she could devote more time to being fake girlfriend uh, <laughs> also didn't tell her. I, I hate I hate that book from just listening to you talk about it. I am not a fan. I'm sorry. I scrolled to the top of the page. There's um, readers also enjoyed Pucking the Team Captain is the title of a book. <laughs> oh, I bet they did. I bet they did. Meet Me in the Penalty Box. These are all hockey. Beyond the Game. Strictly for Now. Heart trick instead of hat trick. Double pucked. Oh. Beyond the net. Behind the net. Uh. Power play. Oh, okay. Meet your match. Desire or defense. <laughs> what a name. Unravel me. Unfair game. Oh my god. Iced. Hell yeah. Iced. One last shot. Off your game. Stop. Now we have the hat trick. Ooh. The pucking wrong number. I keep seeing that one. Hello, but... billionaire. Oh. Sky Jordan. No. Oh, no, that's the author. Oh. The title. Man, the author name should not be bigger than the title name. Is it? It is. The t- author name is in the middle of this cover, blown up. What are you doing? And the title is where the author name is traditionally at the very bottom. Why have they done that? I don't know, but it made me think that the title was Sky Jordan. The title is Hot Puck. Oh, that's even worse. Play it dirty. Okay, I can't scroll any further. We'll, I'll stop. I need to tell you a one star for this book. The Twisted Hate of the Enemies to Lovers. One star. You ready? I hate redheads. That's I'm it. sorry for you. And some... It's got 37 thumbs up. (laughs) I like that that's why they gave it one star. Not because of the, like, (laughs) the main character is a redhead. 37 people (laughs) were like, yes. (laughs) You know, I get it, but like, Like, all the rest of them are, like, well-thought-out comments, and yeah. then it's just, I hate redheads. Mm. What did they do to you? I don't know. I think it's the soulless thing. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Love it. That was... And someone wrote, too much sex. One star. Think you're in the wrong genre. <laughs> if that's the problem we're having. And I don't even think it was that much. 
How'd you do for smut bingo? I didn't get a bingo. I didn't either. I'm mad about it. I didn't either. Now, I was going off of memory alone, too. Well, I kind of tried to search for things, and but I couldn't remember all of it. What book you used? I used Faking It with the Billionaire. Of course you did, because I feel like that one, just from the name alone, you you should get a lot. Well, and Addie LaRue only had, like, one sex scene, and it was, like, a page. Well, it's not a romance book. Uh, it's more. It's definitely more fantasy than it is romance. The audacity. But it did have core in it. I was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to? Did you do... do... <laughs> Is it impossible to talk about a sex scene and not have core? Is it, like, by the, by definition? I don't believe Megan Quinn ever said, like, referred to it as core. Good for you. Why? I'm just so happy she didn't. Because well, I don't know why we gotta call it a core. That's uh, yeah. so weird. It's weird, and also, <laughs> I'm like, I just don't feel as if it's accurate. <laughs> the core. Like, I think of an apple core. You know, like the core. Like, like not core. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I gotta move on for that. No, I didn't get one um, either. I had. I was kind of. Cl- mine is just like all over the place. Yeah, mine kind of looks like that. Let me see if I can zoom out here. What did you get on yours? Uh, Lusty Dark. I got a lot of just the basic stereotypical ones. Lusty Dark Eyes. Growling. I gave myself the virgin and the man horn because of the supplementing virginity with anal virginity. Oh, yeah. I think you took a liberty on that, but that's okay. I think I deserve it. (laughs) Well, if that's the case, (laughs) I think most of mine could count for that. Signature scent. Say you're mine. Core... Free space, of course. Biting back groans. Mm. That one always happens. A lot of these always happen. Loins tightening. And then, because he talks about his zipper. Uh, they always talk they about how always, it's like busting out of the zipper. I'm reading The Goal Now by L. Kennedy. Yep. And that's a really big one. It's always against the zipper. It's, it's fighting it. always fighting the zipper. <laughs> that and the balls. And I'm like, we don't... No, every time I read that one, it makes me giggle, because I just, it's just like, <laughs> uh, and didn't want a relationship. Mm, they never do. They never do. Well, I'm pretty sure the guy in Faking It really wants it, actually, but Emerson is like, I'm your employee, dude. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. There's too much going on in there. There is so much. It's more trope, less plot. Because again, I'm like seven hours in and I don't feel as if anything, anything. has really happened. <laughs> anything has happened. Alright, I used Untying the Knot, which is the divorce book over there. <clears throat> Super wet. Fighting backgrounds, as always. Emotional drinking. They didn't want a relationship when they first started like seeing each other. It took them years to get together. Like They would meet, they would have fun, hang out, split. Like, go their separate way. And eventually he was like, I want you. It was like three years down the line. And then he like had to fight for it. So she was like, I don't think with my emotional trauma that I should be in a relationship. She's probably correct, but we're not getting into that. Anyways, didn't want the relationship. Well, dark eyes. Everyone has lusty eyeballs. And she had hella mommy issues. Oh, dear. Like, they were... Bad. But yeah, I missed out on... I, I need a tiny woman, and I would have had a bingo. Look at that cover. No, she's not tiny. Not she's even, very curvaceous. Not even close to tiny. She's very thick. And that's like one of the plot points. Is he like... They... I don't know, the media like wrote an article about her being not good enough for him and his body type, I guess, as a baseball player of being fit. And she was not fit. And he was like, well, I want to tell my side of the story. So he creates this app to, like, do that. She doesn't know that there. Anyways, not tiny. If I would have had it, I would have had a bingo, and I'm kind of mad about it. The one time I needed a tiny woman, I didn't have a tiny woman. I'm so sorry. Thanks. I'm upset. (laughs) Upset with it. That's all I got. Yeah, what book am I picking for you? Sheet. Oh, I don't know. 
Oh, we got. Can I pick the book that I bought you? Yes. Wicked is the Reaper. I don't. Sure. I don't know. The the clearly dark fantasy novella. Yeah, and it's very. I love the cover. Like I just want that as like a poster. Like it's just pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I'll read that one. I'll probably read it immediately because it looks like I could probably finish it in no time. But yeah, I'll read it. Report back to you how 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 it went. (laughs) I'll be curious. I really I bought it just on the cover alone. And it's a pretty cover. <laughs> like I can't argue against it at all because I love the I love the cover. As soon as I saw it, I went, oh, I would have picked it just on that. Which uh, says a lot about us. Okay. We're done. Um thank you for listening. Rate, review. <laughs> Comment, like, subscribe, all of the the social call-tos. Find us on Spotify and Apple. 